And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Talking Niners podcast, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Hustle Network. I am your host, Kobe Ransom. The 49ers are coming off a 17-11 win over the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. We are now headed home, getting ready for a Sunday night football matchup against the Green Bay Packers, which will likely be uh, likely be in a full house in Levi Stadium. And joining me to discuss the Eagles game and preview the Packers game is none other than my co-host at Nine Wire, Sam. Sam, what's going on, my friend? What's going on, man? I mean, we got the two and zero win. I mean, we got the, we're two and zero to start the year off on the East Coast. Always a fantastic start to the season. Two games we should have won. And we did win. I don't care if we if we played poorly. If some people think we played poorly, some think people think we played great. Either way, a win is a win is a win. We're two and zero. We're going home against the Packers Sunday night football. First time back at Levi's since this team moved to Arizona temporarily. Massive game, massive stakes. Cannot wait to preview it and watch it. Let's freaking fracking get it. Before I get into everything, I'm going to try to do this at the front of the episode. If you enjoy this episode or enjoy the podcast in general, make sure you uh, subscribe to our podcast and follow. Make sure you leave a review. Um, make sure you leave a five-star. You know, Just help us out a little bit. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel, uh, either mine or Sam's, wherever you're listening. And make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can, if you're watching the stream, you can see, us on the, you can see our handles on the screen, uh, at CoverRanson49GM, at 9WireSam. And if you are listening to the podcast, you can find those links in the description of the episode. So let us get to business. So starting with the fact that, I mean, the Niners are 2-0, but if you look at your Twitter timeline or maybe your Facebook page or wherever you're on social media, um, you know, you, you wouldn't think Niners are 2-0 because there's a lot of complaining. There's a lot of, of, I guess you can say, negativity, criticism. Uh, whatever you want to call it, around the Niners right now because of their performance in these first two games. So, Sam, is that criticism, is it, is it warranted? Are we overreacting? Are people overreacting? Or is it fair to be critical of this team, even starting 2-0? I don't think people are overreacting whatsoever. And mainly the real reason that this 49ers offense is definitely a bit suspect. When you look at the 49ers offense, you have Garoppolo at quarterback. Garoppolo had a terrible game week two. Let's be real. He did not play well at all week two. Against an Eagles defense, yeah, the Eagles have a good offensive line, but the secondary is it's a bit depleted. Their linebacker core is not the best. Overall, I definitely think Jimmy Garoppolo could have done way better, especially his first quarter was terrible, missing throws left and right. You can't have that happen. If you're trying to make a playoff push, if you're trying to make a Super Bowl run, you cannot have that happen. So Jimmy Garoppolo in the first quarter and really throughout the game wasn't really that great of a quarterback throughout the, for the 49ers that game. As for the rest of the offense, you have the big concern with Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk has not been stepping up. He has to step it up. This 49ers team cannot rely on Muhammad Sanu and Jawan Jennings and Trent Sherfield to step it up. I mean, they're good receivers for this team this year, but hang on, you sneeze real quick. <coughs> well, I guess I did sneeze right there. 
that was the weird scene. I'm not I'm I'm not coughing anymore. I try to mute myself when sneezing, but anyways, you guys heard that. That was a weird sneeze. But anyways, not we're not talking about season, we're talking Niners. The 49ers wide receivers, they're good. Debo's been really stepping up. Ayuk needs to step it up. We need Brandon Ayuk to succeed this year. And the running backs, literally all our running backs are hurt. I mean, it's not really it's it, it sucks. The team has to I mean, the team needs to figure out the running back situation. All the running backs are just going to be hurt throughout the year. Then what's the point in having a running back? You you can't just be rotating running backs every week. Who's who's our RB one week three? Is it Trenton Cannon? Are we going to pull up Carryon Johnson? Who did we sign today? Chris Thompson? Or who's uh, the guy I from mean, the Bengals so that we got? As far as run, they signed Chris Thompson, they signed I forget the other guy's name. He's a big guy. He's like six two, like two thirty six. He's he's uh, kind of a more like he's. How I see that guy, he's a bigger Jamichael Hasty. The Bengals guy. I, I, I didn't decide. watch him. I didn't watch any of his plays. So I don't know exactly how. I watched. I watched a teeny bit big. from from what I saw. He looks like a bigger Jamichael Hasty. So that's. I think that's a good thing to have for the 49ers offense. But running back. I mean, the run game is it helped. It's really helped us against the Packers when we played them in the past, <laughs> and we need to figure that out. I'm not dying. I don't know why I'm coughing. I haven't been coughing all day, but you know what? I mean, you know, you just woke up, so your, your body is still, uh, your body is still. Kind yeah, of we're good. The, uh, I just had to clear my throat. Things. Let me clear my throat, but we're good. We're chilling. But yeah, the offense a bit suspect. As for the defense, I mean, the defense has looked really good, but the secondary, you still have issues at cornerback. I know Diamond Lenore. I know the secondary played so well last week, but how long can Diamond Lenore keep it up? How long can Josh Norman keep it up? When will Emmanuel Mosley Mosley be back? There's a ton of questions in the secondary as well. So the 49ers got to figure that out as well. So, yeah, we're 2-0. And also, we played the Eagles and the Lions. Those two teams are probably not going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. I mean, so depending on how critical people want to be depends on what the expectation is. If the expectation is just, you know, simply to – at least not for the players. Players is always going to, you know, they one win Super Bowl. But fans and the media and what is to be expected of this team – if it's just the playoffs, then I think we're all happy. I think we're all, you know, satisfied with how Niners have looked so far. They look like they will be, you know, a playoff team at the least. But if you're hopeful the Niners is to be a Super Bowl team, that's where I think people can tend to be just, you know, we have higher expectations and there's things that need to really be improved upon if you want to be a Super Bowl contending team. Niners, at least through the first two games, now, you know, really no team at this point looks like a Super Bowl contending team. But there's some issues that I guess some people saw could be an issue going into the season because in the dress in the offseason, there's some things that have happened that are a kind of like things we've seen before um, from the past. So that could be why some people are critical. But I, I think oh, just kind of through the through the days, and if I recorded this two or three days, three days ago, I would have said something completely different. But you know, seeing and I'm not saying this team is the 2019 Niners, but in 2019, the Niners had a lot of games where you know, you weren't really sure what their ceiling was. You weren't really sure how good they were or whether or not they could, you know, contend against the contending teams. Um, I kind of get that same feeling a bit from these first two games. We saw, I mean, remember 2019, that Bengals game, that the offense was fantastic um, for the most part. And then you think about the Lions game, offense was fantastic. And then you have uh, last in, in 2019, you had the Steelers game where they turned the ball over five times. Offense was a little, you know, hit and miss. Um, a little sporadic, and they still find a way to, to win the game because the defense was fantastic. And then there's Philadelphia, kind of the same thing, just in a different kind of pattern. Offense struggles a lot, um, but defense is fantastic. So, I mean, it's early. This team doesn't have their identity yet. 
I think we'll see it soon. We're about to find out here very soon these next three games. Um, so yeah, there's definitely room to improve, but I think you know, I, you know, just taking over, taking over a bit. I'm not going to be too critical of the team over these first two games. Um, a lot can change. The team that's here now isn't the team that's going to be here at the end of the season, whether they be better or worse. Um, but it's going to take time to get to figure out you know, where this team really is at. And right now, it's just too early to really have an opinion. Um, but something we will you, have an opinion on. Oh, go ahead. And I, kind of, I just want to say, you don't have to be too critical of this team. This team did play well. They can do better considering the opponents that they played. And also yeah. considering the fact that the film just did not look good, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, there's some things um, that certainly need some improving upon. Um, but, I mean, those things can be improved upon. There's a lot of season left. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Niners are either are or, or are not, you know, this, that, and the third. We'll have to just wait and see. Um, but certainly not, you know, a perfect first two games to the Niners. There's a lot of things that can be improved. And one thing that, that you know, will need improving is the play of Jimmy Garoppolo from this last game that we will discuss. It's been the hot topic um you know amongst everything 49ers right now uh, there's been a lot of whether it be twitter spaces whether it be tweets whether it be just any kind of posts um you know from either it be film clips or whatever from you know nfl content creators and, and fans of the team a lot of people you know were not happy and there wasn't a whole lot of reasons to be in that first half from jimmy garoppolo's play um in that game so sam i'll start with you just what did you make of jimmy g's you know performance um, on Sunday against the Eagles. Uh, where are you at with it, and how did you feel about it? I mean, to say the least, he needs to step it up. Jimmy Garoppolo, especially in the first quarter, had a very, very poor game, and he needs to step it up from there. He did improve a little bit throughout the game, but other than that, I mean, you can't really be having a quarterback like that going out there every week and playing like that. You have to step it up. This is the one problem with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's just inconsistent. And today, I mean, he had a great game against the Lions. Against the Eagles, he had a very poor game. So. He has to step it up. And coming, I mean, Kyle Shannon, I've been saying this for years now. Kyle Shannon just does not trust Jimmy Garoppolo. It's that simple. And that really showed right there in that game. So is it Trey Lance time? Not necessarily. But Jimmy Garoppolo is on a very short leash right now. So if he wants to keep the starting job, he has to step it up and he has to play well. And going against a week uh, in week three against the Green Bay Packers, that's a big opponent. You're back at Levi's Sunday Night Football. The stakes are massively high. How will he live up to the stakes? We'll have to find out. But I think all eyes are going to be on Jimmy Garoppolo week three because this lease could be sh cutting short real soon. After Green Bay, you have Seattle and Arizona. The NFC West, Seattle is the only team that lost in the NFC West, and they lost to the Tennessee Titans who should make the playoffs this year. So really, the NFC West is stacked. You can't have a quarterback going up against divisional opponents playing like that. So this game right here is really a make-or-break game for Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think it's unfair to say that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play his best. I think everyone knows he didn't play his best. Um, and, and the issue was that we saw what we saw in the first half was the reason the Niners traded up the draft Trey Lance or really what's going on in the whole quarterback carousel during the offseason in the first place, because Jimmy outside the numbers, Jimmy down the field just couldn't connect. You know, he just could not, you know, accurately get the ball there to its receivers when there were plays to be made. Not to mention, he almost had the play that was intercepted by Stephen Nelson that got broken up by Debo Samuel, had to play defense in that play for the most part. Just because you know, just the throw wasn't wasn't was was poor. There was no zip on it, and it was late, and it almost turned into a turnover for the Niners. So people see that, and just knowing that Trey Lance is already here, obviously, I'm sure in that first half, almost everyone was clamoring for Trey Lance to come in in some capacity, whether it be a run play uh, or just any, it's just give the offense a spark, really. But obviously, we didn't see that. 
Um, there's reasons for that, I'm sure. And we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. But it's not you know unfair to say that if Jimmy Grapple played that way against any other team, um, not any other team, but a team that obviously a, a divisional opponent like the the Rams or the Cardinals or the Seahawks or a team like the Colts or something like that or or you know if it's the playoffs and it's, and it's maybe the Buccaneers or a team like that the Vikings even um, it's just that game will have gotten out of hand very quickly because the Eagles could have easily have been up seventeen nothing um, if it wasn't for the defense making you know having such a great performance in that game saving the offense time after time after time because. The offense was going they went three and out their first three drives, and they didn't really get anything going until this to the second quarter. And even then, they ran they ran a Debo run play on third and eight and then punted from the 37, which normally you can maybe get a field goal attempt there. They punted from there. So, you know, just, just seeing that and just Kyle and Jimmy were both lucky that the Eagles just couldn't get you know get in the end zone. And obviously that that's you know credit to the defense for keeping the game you know as close as it was, but that's not going to fly well against teams like the Packers that we got coming up, like teams against you know Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, all those teams. That can't happen. And the fear is that you know these kind of things will come again because it's not as if you know Jimmy Garoppolo. This isn't something he's ever done before. These are things that we've seen from him before, whether it be 2019, 2020. And that's where the fear comes, and that's where the, and that's where people are upset with the performance, knowing that Trey Lance is here. Now, obviously, if he's not ready to go, he's not ready to go. Um, it's clear that Kyle doesn't want to put Trey out there yet because he hasn't because he hasn't done it yet. But you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, has to be better. And it wasn't all bad. Um, you know, watching the game back, uh, he did a good job keeping the chains moving. You know, in those two 90-yard drives. Um, the biggest thing to me that Jimmy Garoppolo has done a lot better is just his mobility in the pocket. He is moving a lot better than he has in years, maybe since 2017, 2018, before the ACL injury. He's moving really well. He's, uh, uh, you know, evading, you know, the pass rush at a much more, you know, just a much, he makes it look a lot more comfortable. Like he's not panicking as he did at times in 2020. And sometimes in 2019, he's getting out of the pocket. He's scrambling for first downs, getting the yards that he can get um, and, and keeping the, you know, the offense moving in the right direction. So, at least in that aspect, um, you know, he's been a lot better. And he's also been efficient, you know, as far as just keeping the chains moving um, and just taking what the defense gives you at times. Sometimes, you know, people are critical because there's a lot of check downs, a lot of short passes. But the offense is moving. Um, can't get too mad at it. Second half was a lot better. But that first half w- was the fears of everyone, you know, with starting Jimmy Grapple this season and why people were clamoring for Trey Lance to start um, as soon as possible. Yeah, and you mean Jimmy Garoppolo, he did step it up. But, I mean, you can't have an offense playing like that, especially when you're going up against a team like the Green Bay Packers. In Green Bay, their defense, yeah, they're missing a ton of players. And a lot of people are saying, ooh, the Green Bay defense is really not not good this week. You know what is going to be good this week? The Green Bay offense. And the Green Bay offense, if we cannot capitalize on our our offense, the Green Bay offense is going to kick our asses. It's that simple. You have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, probably one, one of the best receivers in football. Aaron Jones after a monster game. Robert Tunyon's been doing really well this season. Their offensive line's been doing really well this this season. Their offense is stacked across the board. You cannot underestimate their offense. Their offense is gonna really shove it up your ass if you're gonna if you're not gonna do well against this Green Bay. If you're not gonna do well on offense, the Green Bay offense is gonna come right for you and they're gonna be eat you up. It's that simple. You have to help your defense out. Your defense cannot do all the work in this day and age. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see how the game goes. Um, we'll get into the Packers preview in a second. Moving along, back back to the Eagles game. Obviously, it wasn't all bad. Um, they won the game. There are 2-0, so it's not like this team is, you know, in a bad spot right now. It's just where you would like to be. Um, and, you know, the Niners, they, you know, they got the wins they were supposed to get. So you can't, you know, there's more good to this than there is bad. But just talking about, let's start with the positives uh, from the Eagles game. Um, some positives for me. Uh, obviously, the secondary I thought was fantastic. Um, you know, Jimmy Ward and Chris Tart are two of the best safeties in the league, and I think they looked that way on Sunday. Um, obviously, especially Tart with the touchdown save and tackle. Jimmy Ward was fantastic in coverage, whether it be on on Zach Ertz, whether it be deep down the field. Um, Tart, you know, obviously we know Fred Warner was all over the place on Sunday. Defensive line, Nick Bosa, like Nick Bosa. Uh, I think Catavius Street had a few good plays. J- uh, Javon Kinlaw. Had the block field goal. Uh, he's also made a, a very good difference in run defense. They were a lot better than they were a week ago um, against the Lions. Um, and another good offensive line. Offensive line has been fantastic as well. Um, they've only allowed one sack, and that was in the blitz um, from the Lions. So as far as just them allowing a sack, they haven't done that yet. Um, and so far, yeah, those are the goods. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, that game could have been a lot worse from him. Um, so I think he was he was still he was solid. I don't think he was all bad. The first half is really makes the game just painful. But luckily, the game to get out of hand and he got it together a bit. Uh, he had that very nice throw um, in the two minute warning um, to Debo Samuel over the middle, you know, the, between two defenders um, through with anticipation uh, on the money, gave Debo a chance to get some, some yards after the catch. And that was just that was his best throw of the day. And obviously, Debo Samuel was fantastic as well. He's leading the league in receiving yards at the moment with 282. Um I put the stat out, um, I think a few days ago, that he's getting fifty-six. He has fifty-six percent of Jimmy Garoppolo's passing yards, so he has been the go-to guy uh, through these first two games. We'll see if that continues going forward. But he's been fantastic as well, and those are uh, my positives from this game. Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit the hammer on the nail right there. My big positive on the defensive side has to be the secondary, and I don't think people are giving them enough credit. The secondary, if I, let me pull up this tweet. I tweeted out on Sunday, but the secondary was absolutely phenomenal, especially considering the circumstances. You don't have both your starting cornerbacks. That's absolutely a brutal loss, especially for a team that doesn't really have and is known to have very weak secondary depth. So having that is really nice. But anyways, the Eagles have 12 receptions total. That's crazy. For a team that passes a lot and try to pass a lot, Jalen Hurts had a 52.2% completion percentage, and the Eagles had 12 receptions total. The wide receivers had six of those, so that's really what the secondary is more covering. Tight ends and linebackers. Tight ends are really on the linebackers, and the running backs also kind of more linebackers right there. No receiver had more than two receptions, and they had 191, 190 passing yards, nearly half of that on that play that Diomino Willenor tripped on that play. Yeah. And that without, 91 without reception that to Quez Watkins. to Quez Watkins. Um, so – Jalen Hurts only passed for 11 for 22 for like 99 yards. Like, that's it. That's, that's crazy. That's incredible from the defense. Yeah, and that's really like when you look at it on paper, it says that the cornerbacks did well, but I think the safeties played even better than the cornerbacks. Oh, yeah. As you said, Safety Jimmy Ward, Jaquaski yeah. Tart made a very, very noticeable impact on the field. They were outstanding against the Philadelphia Eagles, and we need to see that performance every week. It's also nice to see uh, what's his face? Jaquaski Tart back on the field after having turf toe. For so long, a lot of people said he might not play again. He's back, and he's better than ever. So we're really happy to see that. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with the offensive line. And the offensive line, this is the second week in a row where you could say the offensive line 
zero sacks allowed. The Eagles defensive line put up a massive fight against the 49ers offensive line, and they really held their ground. I think the addition of Alex Mack is really helping this 49ers team a lot. And I definitely think all the five guys on the 49ers offensive line have a lot more confidence than they did last year, in particular Mike McGlinchey. I know there was that one play when he went up against Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat's a good edge rusher, by the way. That was really only the one play. Mike McGlinchey looks a lot better. Alex Mack has helped this offensive line so much. That signing has been one of the most underrated, if not the most underrated of the offseason so far. Trent Williams, like in Thompson, obviously doing what they do. And Daniel Brunsko really stepping up as well. I thought a lot of people were like, oh, he probably might start for Aaron Banks. He's definitely going to start for Aaron Banks. I would not be surprised if Aaron Banks, they shut him down for the next for the rest of the year. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but Daniel Brunsko has clearly won that starting position, and it's going to take a, lo- a long time for Aaron Banks to get it back. So the offense line is definitely my positive for the offense. Now, as for negatives, I think we can just segue into negatives right here. I, I've talked about Garoppolo enough. I don't really need to speak about it. That was definitely my negative for the 49ers offense. Also, I mean, you could put Brandon Ayuk out there, but I think Garoppolo, he had, he had, he was open a few times. Garoppolo didn't look his way. So I definitely think Garoppolo is the big negative. On the defensive side of the ball, it's definitely a tough one. The defense played very well. I would say the probably the big negative would have to be maybe the defensive line could have done a better job, but the Eagles' offensive line is a good offensive line. I, and plus, I mean, the 49ers kept Jalen Hurts in the pocket all game. That's what the 49ers need to do. They handled the mobile quarterback well for once. They kept Jalen Hurts in the pocket. He struggled at a lot throughout the game. And the 49ers, I really don't have any negative things to say about it. Everyone really played really well. There wasn't really anyone anything that stood out about this 49ers defense and not doing well that week against Philadelphia. Yeah, the defense was <clears throat> was was very good. There's a reason. It's, they're the reason they won the game for the most part because that game could oh, easily hand yeah really really quickly. Um, so yeah, defenses, there's really nothing negative there. If there's only one thing you want to pick on, maybe the, the PIs and Josh Norman, um, you know, obviously, but you know, you don't get too upset about that. Cause he's, he's, he's confident. He's playing aggressive. He's not worried about guys getting behind him. So obviously being aggressive for the point of attack. And he was very good in coverage throughout the games, but obviously you don't want those penalties because of the turn the points. He extended the drive, uh, at the goal line. Niners obviously still stopped them. They ran the Philly special terribly. Uh, it did not work. Uh, they sniffed that out very well. Yes, yeah, why you run the Philly special when literally everyone in the world has watched that play at least five times? Yeah, I mean, like even not... people that don't watch football, <laughs> like you just find some random guy in Molly and he'll just watch the Philly special. He's watched it at least five times. Yeah, I mean, those trick plays you gotta have you gotta have a, a you know time and place for him. And also, there wasn't a lot of spacing either. They ran it like the two yard line, so it's just it was. I want to say it was predictable, but it was a, it was a bad time to call it. Um, so it just didn't work. But also great job with the defense being disciplined, uh, keeping their eyes in front. That's also just a sign of a smart defense, uh, just being where they need to be uh, at the time they need to be there. So, yeah, defense, I mean, there's not really much negative there. Um, there were some times that, you know, the offense was able to get some some yardage in, in the run game up the middle. Uh, but for the most part, they were much better than they were last week. Um, as far as the offense, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo's first half is in the negative. Um, his second half was a bit better. Um, but the first half is definitely the negative because it was just, it was just not good. Missing guys outside the numbers down the field, just what we were used to seeing, um, and that's just kind of you know what it's been, and that's why people are upset about it. But nonetheless, you know that's not going to change whether he's going to start you know going forward or not. Um, another negative, I guess, to say the run game they couldn't get much going in the run game. At least in that first half, they were trying to run up the middle, you know, through Javon Hargrave and 
Fletcher Cox, mm-hmm. and that normally just doesn't work out too well. Those guys are very good at what they do, and the Niners couldn't get the run game going um, up the middle at least. Once they started, you know, tossing the ball a little bit outside, they started to get a little more running room. Uh, Hasty had a pretty solid game. Um, well, as far as the negative, there wasn't too much. I think really the offense. I mean, that's really the only negative. I will say on a couple of plays, they they did get beat pretty badly. The left the left side was sound. You know, Lakin Thompson and Trent Williams. That's always your strong side. They they are fantastic on the left side of the field. Uh, but I think McGlinchey got beat pretty bad on, on the overthrow to Ayuk in the first quarter um, by Josh Sweat. You know, he just – it's kind of what you're used to seeing. Uh, he didn't get pushed over, you know, so it's not like it was a low light for him. But he did uh, get beat on that rep. And there was a couple of times where Brunskill were on the right side of the line. Uh, they were blowing up run plays, and Brunskill and, and McGlinchey couldn't get their guys blocked. But it wasn't, you know – to a degree where you're kind of worried. It's just sometimes you don't win your reps. You're not always going to win every rep. And there was a couple of reps that they lost, but I think those stood out to me. Um, so, you know, obviously if a team has obviously a good defensive line or if the Niners are forced to to, to pass um, on like a third and long, I think you still have to watch out for that right side uh, with McGlinchey and Brunskill. Those are obviously the weaker linemen in pass protection. Um, so just as far as that goes, that's probably negative on the offensive line. It's just the fact that they are still going to be your weak side. Um, but not everyone has an all-star line where every single single lineman is all pro. So that's just kind of what you have to deal with. But for the most part, that's my negatives. And that pretty much concludes the game. Oh, yeah, another positive. How about, you know, Mitch Wisnowski? Special, oh, yeah. special player, teams player of the of week, the man. Week, man, like, yeah, we, cannot avoid, we, we always forget about special teams. Put some respect on their name. Got Making the fourth round pick absolutely worth it, man. I'm not going to go that far. But, but he was fantastic this week. Uh, he, he pinned him in the 20 uh, three times on five punts. So and that's exactly what you want. Force him to go the length of the field. And, and uh, Hightower in, in his interview today said that, you know, if, if Mitch doesn't do that, that 91-yard completion is a touchdown. So, you know, oh, credit, credit to Wisnowski. Wisnowski and, with one cannon of a leg, baby. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, hashtag go. for the brand, baby. Hashtag for the FTB. brand. I need there. to get a for the brand shirt, dude. He was out there. Yeah, those shirts are kind of sick. He was out there booming. As Dawson says, Mitch is a goat. Goat Snowski. That's his name from now on. There you maybe go. Just, maybe just for the next week. Uh, maybe not now, not forever, but maybe just for next week. Um, all right. That uh we got to that pretty quickly. It was a pretty straightforward. You know, I think the biggest negative was just Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's what's getting the most attention. But let's talk about 49ers Packers. Um so Going into this, I, I mean, it, it kind of feels like all of the Niners' strengths work towards the Packers' weaknesses. The Packers' defensive line is obviously banged up for the most, uh, you know, going, you know, just kind of coming into this game. Uh, Darius Smith obviously is unavailable, their best pass rusher, and they only have one sack, you know, to this point, and that kind of came in garbage time against the Lions. It wasn't like it was. And also, know, sorry, you actually finished up with the defense. I just saw something I want to bring up. Later. Yeah, but just for the most part, their defensive line seems like a weak point on their defense right now. And, and obviously, the Niners' offensive line has been a lot better, you know, than they were last year to start this year. They've been fantastic. So I kind of expect the Niners to kind of – if they if the Packers can't get pressure, the Niners are probably going to have their way uh, in this game. And I just imagine – oh, I have one more negative in the uh, – I have one more negative in the, in the Eagles game. I did. I, I just remembered. Um, my negative is, is the usage of Brandon Ayuk. I feel like – I, I mean, okay, so going into last week, what we said, you know, he might be in the doghouse because he's just, he had very little snaps. 
Uh, Kyle said, no, it's just it's just a hamstring injury. And so he had the second most snaps with receivers on 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 Sunday. He had, I think, 30 something. Something I don't like think that. The, I don't think the issue is that he's in the doghouse or, or Kyle wants to expect more from him. I think it's the fact that they're not really getting him involved. You know, what, what was the case last year? They were getting Ayuk the ball in screens. They were doing end rounds. They were they were they were getting the ball in his hands to make plays. He he was you know one of the Yak Bros. That's kind of the thing that Ayuk you know Debo and, and Kittle have going is they're the Yak Bros. And now I, I would like to. I understand Debo's working. You know, I, I get that. And when you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But can we can we get the ball in Ayuk's hand, please? I mean, I, I'm sure you know going forward they, they will find ways to get the ball in his hands. But I don't think the situation with Ayuk is just the fact that you know he he's you know underwhelming or this. I think it's just the fact that he's not getting getting the ball. Now, you know, what's the reason for that? I mean, I, I don't think Kyle. I mean, obviously, Kyle can game plan a, a guy into a game. He can get the ball into a player's hand. He gets the ball in Debo's hand all the time. Um, so just going forward, I'd like to see IU get some chances at least. And there were some times in that game where he was open and, and you know, Grapple either didn't look his way or just couldn't give him the ball. Um, but I mean, just Kyle, can we get, can we get our guy, Ayuk the ball, please? That's all. Yeah. I mean, the usage of Brandon Ayuk is definitely a bit concerning and I'm looking at, hang on one second. I'm trying to see something really quick. Okay. So this is a bit, uh, this is somewhat interesting right here. So the games that Jimmy Garoppolo played in last year for Brandon Ayuk, the Jets game, I'm looking at all those games, the Jets game, the Rams game, the Dolphins game, the Patriots game, and the Seahawks game. And besides the Seahawks game and the Patriots game, so Seahawks game, he had eight targets. Patriots game, he had six targets. He had two targets versus the Rams. Or sorry, two receptions versus – So all right, tar- if you're looking at targets, let me look at that. So 10 against the Seahawks, 7 against the Patriots. After that, he has 3 against the Rams, 6 against the Dolphins, and 3 against the Jets. And that's all he's played with Jimmy Garoppolo. So that's really not that much. And you look at what the other quarterbacks did for him. Week 3, 8 targets. Week 4, 5 targets. Week 9, or week week 8 even. I know Nick Mullins came at some point. He had 10 targets that week. So some of those had to be from Mullins. Mullins was the one leading the comeback. 14 targets against the Saints. Nine against the Bills, 16 against Washington, 13 against Dallas. I think he got hurt against Arizona. So Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, now that I'm realizing it, this could be a Jimmy Garoppolo issue. Is this Jimmy Garoppolo like Brandon Ayuk? He doesn't, as Dawson says right there, he doesn't have the chemistry yet with Ayuk. Also, so Ayuk worked with Lance in the offseason. He worked with Garoppolo, he worked with Lance. That is true. So. Maybe, maybe to get Brandon Ayuk going, you have to put Trey Lance in. Maybe the connection right there is not that maybe that it's something with the connection that they don't like. Cause I don't think it's a Brandon Ayuk problem. Brandon Ayuk looked good old camp and he he's getting in the game. It's not a Dante Pettis situation where he's on the sideline. He's getting in the game. So this could be a Jimmy Garoppolo situation where he doesn't favor Ayuk. He'd rather go to a guy like Debo Sammy. He'd rather run the ball. He'd rather miss a pass or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, so Ayuk's skill set is is obviously more utilized down the field. You know, he's more of a guy who can get open down the field. Uh, you know, the comebacks, um, you know, deep digs and things of that nature. He's the guy who they try to get open down the field. And Jimmy, as we know, um, isn't really a down the field thrower. He's more of a, a a quick thrower. You know, just intermediate, short, just that kind of thing. So. That could be a combination of, of Debo just kind of being more in the spot that Jimmy's comfortable with and Ayuk not being that. But even so, I feel like 
Kyle's got to get the ball in Ayuk's hand and let him make some plays because, I mean, so far Debo's working, but when Debo gets taken away or gets taken out of the game plan, you got to find a way to get somebody else involved. And Ayuk should be that guy. And that's just, I'm hoping that this doesn't continue and that they find a way to get him the ball so we can have some, just some variety in the offense, just having multiple guys to rely on. Um, and also, you was Kittlemore. He only have, he only had four catches for seventeen yards in the Eagles game. Like, oh yeah, we, George Kittle is not the best tight end really. Can we, can we get him running routes down the field, please? Can we get him open down the field? This is this guy is the yak god. Like, you get the ball in his hand, and it's a big play. Like, can we please? This offense has too much talent to be to be utilized as a conservative right offense. too much first. talent on this offense to be conservative. I, I want to see his offense open up a bit. And, and on that note, that's kind of why I keep saying that Kyle Shannon does not trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Look at all the plays. They're they're avoiding the big targets that can pass, and they're going – they want to run the ball with Trenton Cannon. What? Or run the ball with Debo on, on third and eight. You could be trying to, to pass or something like that. I, we need, I would like to be less conservative. I mean, maybe that was just the game plan for the way they adjusted in the Eagles game because they thought that they can just – and it worked. You know, they, they played ball control offense. But you can't do that to everyone. Um, you're, you're, um, the hope is that that was just that game and that going forward, they can be a lot more effective on offense because that's not going to get it done um, against better teams. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, back to the Packers. Uh, yeah, pass rush is it's just non-existent. They haven't been good. Um, I They might blitz a bit in this game just to try to make up for the fact that they cannot get pressure with j- just four. Um, we'll see how the Niners handle that. Although if they blitz, I mean either Debo or Kittle or someone over the middle is going to be open, um, and that's the kind of, that's going alongside that the Packers still have Kevin King out there, and Kevin King just recently has not been, he has not been it. He's um, just lost all his confidence, man. Yeah, <laughs> when they when they I noticed when they go three corners, at least in that second half, they are putting King in the slot and putting uh, Eric Stokes on the outside. So we'll see if they switch it up. Personally, if I was the Packers, I would put, and I know they don't normally do this. Um, but I would put Jair Alexander on Debo and I would have him mirror him the entire game. And I would make Jimmy go to somewhere else because right now, I mean, like I said, Debo has gotten, has 56% of the yardage of what well, Jimmy Grapple is passing yardage. So I, I would, if I'm the pack, I'm putting Jair um, Alexander on Debo Samuel and I'm making him go somewhere else. Um, at least just to, to potentially just, throw a wrench in Jimmy's plans. Now we'll see, you know, and you know, the correspondence to that move for the Niners would be just to get Ayuk involved, um, which hopefully the Niners will be able to do that or get Kittle involved. I think they can pick on these linebackers too. Uh, Devondre Campbell, he, he's solid, but I don't think he's, I think Kittle can have his way with him <clears> in coverage because um, Hawkinson having success against him as well in that game. So I think if they want to get Kittle involved, um, they can. The biggest, it, the biggest question mark is this run game. Um, will, will Mitchell and Sermon be available? We know Hasty won't, you know, so we already know he's out um, for a while with the ankle sprain, high ankle sprain, which is, you know, just a, the worst three words we've we've gotten used to hearing is high ankle sprain. But, yeah, I think the Niners can really have their way. If they lose, I feel like it could be because either Aaron Rodgers has a day or Demo Lenore and Emmanuel Mosley, If because Mosley was limited today, so he, he might be coming back soon. But – I heard they want to get him back this week, right? Yeah, they, they're hoping to get him back this week. But it'll be his first game action all year. And, I mean, Devontae Adams is going to be on somebody. It's going to be on Lenore. It's going to be on Mosley. 
Um, those, I mean, I feel like Adams could potentially have a day. Um, and we'll see. I mean, the Niners have owned the Packers for a while, but I feel like at some point, you know, it, it's coming where the Packers finally, you know, just get something going. I don't really count last year because the Niners were so injured and it was such a weird year, no fans, all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, this year is like the actual, like, I guess, what would you call it? It's not a sequel. It's the uh, the trilogy. This, the and this trilogy, is the trilogy yeah. right here. Yeah. So I feel like at some point, like, Rodgers is going to explode. And, you know, the Niners not having Sherman, not having Verrett, you know, this could be a game where Rodgers picks on these younger corners um, and we end up seeing maybe some fireworks from the Packers offense, you know, in this game. Yeah, I think the Packers offense is really going to be the big concern. And the 49ers defense, I mean, it's it's going to be rough. The Niners D versus the Packers o- o- offense, I should say, is going to be interesting. Your camera is really uh, – yeah, I don't know what – what the hell just happened there? But just keep going. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, we'll keep going. Anyways, the thing I wanted to bring up. So you have obviously the Niners D versus the Packers offense. I think the Niners D, I think the good thing for the Niners defense this game is that Elton Jenkins, he did not practice today. He's the left tackle right now because Bakhtiar has been out with that ACL injury, tore it last year. So Elton Jenkins, the left tackle, did not practice today. Other than that, the offensive line's okay across the board. They lost Corey Lindsay. They lost Brian Balaga. I haven't I don't I haven't watched much Packers football this year. Obviously, it's been two weeks. They have Josh Myers, I know, out of Ohio State as the center. So maybe he'll do well, but the Packers offensive line is a bit depleted. So if the Niners can put pressure on the Packers offense, the Packers are gonna have a hard time throwing the ball and it's gonna make the job easier for your cornerbacks as Aaron Rodgers could get picked apart. I don't know. If you can't really say Aaron Rodgers will get picked apart because it's Aaron freaking Rodgers. So you can't really do that. As for the 49ers offense, I mean, as you said, Kobe, the, the the defensive line for the Packers, it's definitely a bit depleted. So you're probably looking at the Niners offense having a pretty good game. Again, a make-or-break game for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that's what you're really looking at. It's going to be a close matchup. In the end, I think the 49ers, it's going to be a close game. It really all depends on the 49ers defense. I think the 49ers offense can do well against this Packers offense. I mean, Packers defense. But can the 49ers defense do well against a high-powered Packers offense with a ton of weapons? And Rodgers, the quarterback, you can never count him out of really anything. So we'll have to see what happens. But I think in the end, it's going to be a very close game. I'm going to give the Niners the benefit of the doubt, though. I think they're going to get the win. I think the lack of an offensive line, whenever a team lacks an offensive line, that's where the Niners get to attack this team. They played two good offensive lines this season in Philadelphia and Detroit. This is the worst offensive line they've played so far. They did well against those two offensive lines. If they can do well against the Packers offensive line, get to Rodgers, make him struggle a little bit, make him feel a bit uncomfortable, that would be phenomenal. Yeah, the Packers offensive line, they they have uh, struggled. I think they allowed three sacks um, against the Lions, and I don't know how many they had in the first game. Um, Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, I know – Sacks on everything. I don't have access to the pressure numbers because I don't have PFF. Um, I think you have a uh, a subscription to see all their numbers, and I don't. I'm not going to pay for that right now. Uh, I'm not. I'm not rich like that. I'm so, not um, paying any PFF stats. Like any, yeah, I don't always. Yeah. So they. So yeah, they were sacked three times against the Lions. Um, so I can get to that Saints game real quick and see how many times he was sacked in that game. But um yeah, their offensive line is is definitely weaker, especially without Bakhtiari, your your best left tackle. So and then you know Elton Jenkins, if, if that is the, the right name for the guy he's playing, is going to get worked by Bosa most likely. Bosa was uh he was he was getting 
he was getting warmed up in that Eagles game. And uh, he had two sacks. He got three sacks here in these first two, you know, for first two games. So, uh, yeah, certainly a, a match with the watch on is, uh, is a left tackle against, uh, you know, obviously Bosa. And, yeah, so the Packers were sacked two times in the in the Saints game. So he, he's been sacked five times through two games. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo only sacked once. Um, you know, just to kind of put that into perspective. But um, it just feels like for the Packers to win this game, I think Rodgers has to, like, be Aaron Rodgers. You know, like, he's if he has a game where he's just on fire, he's making every throw, if Dima Lenore and Emmanuel Mosley cannot, you know, keep up with – Devontae Adams, which Niners might not let that happen. You know, obviously having, you know, both Tart and, you know, Ward, they're probably like, you know, shade defense over their way, you know, for help and maybe even double them if it gets to a point where it gets really bad. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, the Niners really have a chance to have their way in this game, I'll say. And if they lose this game, it would be because Aaron Rodgers was fantastic and Jimmy Garoppolo did what he did against the Eagles. I think that's the only way. Really, yeah, uh, or really... either that, or the Niners can't get the run game going because everyone's hurt, which could so. very much happen. By the way, I you're looking at right now. You're probably looking at. I mean, Trent Cannon's on this team. The Bengals guys on this team. It's like Jack ja, uh, Jaquez or something. What's his name? I really I mean, should know his name. Let me Ross, look it up. I've never heard name. of this guy. I saw like a few clips of him. I know he's on the Bengals um, team for preseason. That's apparently, he's a fan favorite during the preseason. Ja- uh, Jaquez Patrick. Yeah, that's his name. There you go. It might be Jock Patrick. I don't. I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's you know Jacquez, what? It's like Jaquez, but something like that. I don't know. Uh, and then you have you have Trenton Cannon. Him, maybe Elijah Mitchell comes back. I don't know. I think that's your best chance of getting a running back. Uh, I don't know what Sermon's condition is going to be. I know he was limited today. But he's in the concussion protocol. That would be nice if Sermon can come back. Maybe you could see a bit of Sermon. I know you signed uh carry on Johnson, Chris Thompson. You're probably gonna pull one of those guys up. We'll see how it goes. I think you pull up carry on Johnson because he's actually ooh, that's gonna be tough because Chris Thompson is a pass catcher running back, where carry on Johnson has played against the Packers in the pro- in the past with the Lions. So hopefully Mitchell and Sermon can go. That's all I <laughs> that's all I Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. This. Um, another thing is the the Saints defense. I mean, the defensive line doesn't stop with just just pass protection. Uh, as far as rushing defense, they're not that great either. They allowed 171 yards rushing to the Saints in Week One, and they allowed 108 before the game got out of the hand to the Lions. Um, so, you know, maybe this Niners offensive line is able to push the Packers around, and it doesn't matter who's behind them. At, you know, at running back because they just have open lanes all over the place. And if that happens, then it, I mean that's just a wrap because at that point. Niners can have their way on offense, and I don't think I don't think Green Bay is gonna be able to keep up because um, the Niners' pass rush is going to be coming. So, for the most part, I think the Niners win this game. Um, it might be, I'm sure. And then, uh, not to mention that this is the home game, the first home game that Niners fans, at least the first you know game that actually counts, you know, for for the Niners that Niners fans have been at since the championship game, which were against these Packers. So that place. If it's a full stadium, which I think it's going to be, um, oh, it better be it a full stadium. Be. Yeah, it, it should be. Um, so I know the reason I say that because they had these different transportation rules that they were going to put in place, and I don't know if everyone's going to be able to get there in time. That's why I said that. But I mean, I think it should be full house. But um, 
Yeah, if it's gonna be a full house on there, rocking the throwback jersey. It, it's gonna be rocking in there. Ooh, the and, throwback jerseys. I forgot about yeah, those, man. Yeah, it's the throwback reds this week, baby. So it's gonna be rocking in there. And the Niners defense is going crazy, and the Niners can run the ball. It's gonna look just like the championship game. It's gonna look just like the Sunday night football game. It's gonna be probably, you know, just destruction. And yeah, the only way I see Niners lose this game is if Green Bay or if Aaron Rodgers has a game where he's throwing for 400 yards and you just can't stop him. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a close game. I mean, I'm not ruling the Packers out. It's the Green Bay Packers. They're a pretty good right. team. But I think you look at what the stakes are for this 49ers team. You look at the matchup on paper. I think the 49ers have a pretty decent chance at winning this game. With that being said, that will do it for us. Um, oh yeah, I gotta find out. We gotta do the over under. Where we're taking the over under on this game. Let me find it real quick. Um it's probably like three points in favor of San Francisco. Let me see. see I'm, uh, I'm looking. Yeah, it's three. And uh, a half the 49ers are four point favorites. Oh, that's up to four now? Okay. Yeah, I see three and a half on the ESPN website. So it's like the same thing. 3.5. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm going to take. So basically, we're, we're asking ourselves if Niners won more than three points. We're asking ourselves. That's a tough question. I'm going oh, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Cancel the cancel the episode. I just touched. <laughs> apologies. Oh, good, good. Hey, cover your kids' ears. It's too late mm-hmm. now. But, Earmuffs. Um, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the over on the Niners. And they went by at least a touchdown. It's tough. I'm gonna take three points is too little, so I'm gonna take the over as well. It's gonna be close though. You could see like four points. It's gonna be barely over. Yeah, it could come down to the wire. This game. This game. If it, if it goes in a way where Rodgers is unstoppable, it could be a game where, um, you know, it just comes down to the last drive. And if that's the case, hopefully it's not Rodgers with the ball last because that's going to be an L. But Yeah, something like that. But overall, I think the 49ers are going to have a pretty good game. Yeah, I think they went more than three. I think they went by at least a touchdown. I think – I just feel like the mismatch is too big. And I, it, I feel uneasy about it because, like, we always say this. About the Packers, every time, like it's just like the you know, defensive line. I mean, Rogers doesn't play well in California sometimes. Um, just never, obviously, you know, the way this defense is playing. Um, for the Niners, they look looks like 2019, you know, um, against the Eagles game, like they were dominant for the most part, and their pass rush was really good. Um, in that game as well, I, I just I see the Niners winning this game. The Niners should win this game, in my opinion, and I think like. This should this should be able to win this game pretty easily. Um, not okay. That's not the word to use. Not easily. It's not going to be. Easy. It's not going to be an easy win. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. But I think they can win this game by at least a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree with that. My prediction. All right, that's going to do it for us. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, for people who are watching the stream, I know we're supposed to be live hours ago, but you know, we had things. I took happen. a nap. I'm sleep deprived. I'm tired. Forgive me. Uh, okay, I guess. Well, since Sam said it, yeah, he took a nap and he uh, overslept. I slept straight so. through my alarm. My alarm. <laughs> I'll be. I'll, I'll. I like keeping it real with people. That's what happened. But you know what? We're back. We're refreshed. We feel good. So yeah, got it worked out. And that will do it. As I said at the front of the show, make sure you subscribe, like uh, on the YouTube channels. Make sure you subscribe or follow the podcast. You can get updated every time we have a new episode release. And if you want to follow us or subscribe to the channel, all that stuff is in the description of either YouTube or uh, the podcast description. So 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we will see you guys later. Go Niners. See ya. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. WinBet Sportsbook again? Yeah, man. Want to get in on these bets with me? Okay, fine. Just signed up. Yes. See? WinBet. Told you. Sign up at winbet.com today using promo code BLUEWIRE to get up to $1,000 toward a risk-free sports bet. That's W-Y-N-N-BET and promo code BLUEWIRE. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.